This is in your social stratification and class note guide that you started long, long time ago. Yep. All right. Class structure in the U.S. We tend to identify the United States as having five distinct social classes. We don't like to call them social classes. We call them your socioeconomic status. Your socioeconomic status. It's based on your income. Social stratification and class note guide. We started this a long time ago. Okay, so you should have part of this completed already. Okay, so this is all based on your income level. Once again, the main way that we tend to stratify people in our society is based on wealth. Because it's easy. We can express it in numbers. So we're going to start with a lower class. The main feature of being a lower class citizen is that you live at or below the poverty line. The poverty line changes. And the poverty line is different for different individuals. It's based on the number of people that are dependent on an income. And so that can change based on the cost of living. It can change based on inflation. It, poverty changes, and the status for poverty changes uh, throughout time. The lower class is also characterized by chronic unemployment. They cannot keep a job for whatever reason, whether it's skills, whether it's a bad economy, whether, you know, whatever, but something is preventing them from keeping steady employment that can help them get above that poverty line. So our economic factors, of course, is that they have low income. They have low income. They don't have a lot of money. Whether they can afford to be in their own home or whether they're on the streets or, or whether they're strapped so thin that they could, you know, that they're behind on bills, you know, it's going to depend for different lower class families. They have that inability to find a job, or they have multiple low-paying jobs. These are jobs that are maybe minimum wage jobs, no benefits. So maybe you're working at McDonald's and Walmart. Okay, Very little skill. We don't classify those as skilled labor positions. Generally, we classified skilled labor as, you know, like, you know, being a machinist or, you know, some of the things that we're doing down in our tech ed lab or having a college degree. We There's a lot of skill in McDonald's. Okay. But you can, you can teach most people the skills that you need to be an employee at McDonald's. I can't keep doing <laughs> So we have multiple low-paying jobs. It's kind of the main characteristic of the lower class, or no job whatsoever. And once again, this may not be the fault of the person. That is something to keep in mind. Economic conditions have really propelled a lot of people into this lower class position because there aren't jobs. You know, you may be a college graduate, but there just aren't jobs available for your college degree. That can propel you to a... <laughs> what is going on over there? Okay. So your your the the national economy can play a role in that or your education level, whether or not you could afford to get yourself educated to give yourself a skill set to help you find a better paying job. That can play a factor as well. It's not always necessarily the fault of the individual. It can be a combination of circumstances. Social factors. Okay? Intelligence level. It sounds very cruel to say this. But there are some people who really can't handle much more 
than being a stock clerk at Walmart or, you know, stocking shelves at a grocery store. I mean, they're not cognitively able to do more than that. It's a sad reality, but we are born with unequal levels of intelligence. When, and, you know, that can get into a motivational factor as well. Maybe these people just aren't motivated to do more, or maybe their brains just haven't developed to the fact where they can do more. But intelligence tends to play a role here. Life circumstance, like we said, the crash in 08 propelled a lot of people into that lower class position. You did not want to be a realtor in 2008. That was a very scary time to be in the real estate business when the real estate bubble burst. And so there are a lot of realtors that went from being maybe upper middle to even upper class that then found themselves down in the working class, lower class levels because of circumstance that was beyond their control. Skills. Okay? Running the CNC machine. <laughs> I probably couldn't do that. I don't have that skill set. Somebody who does that might not have the skill set to stand up in front of a classroom of kids and talk all day like I do. I mean, it, we, just are, we just have different skills and different talents and different interests. You know, and once again, talent. Oh my gosh, would I love to be a famous Hollywood actress or a singer making millions of dollars. I do not have that talent, okay? <laughs> I don't have that talent. I will never be a fantastic singer, okay? <laughs> so... Uh, still, it, it, it's just some people don't have those talents, okay? Sorry, but Carly, I highly doubt you'll ever be able to slam duck a basketball someday, okay? It, we just have different talents, <laughs> okay? Melon is probably never going to be able to contort himself to fit into small spaces. I mean, it, it, it's good for you. <laughs> So there are, there are social factors here that can play a role into why these people can't find meaningful, gainful employment that keeps them into, or that would propel them into a higher class level. And then, of course, there are poor choices. There are poor choices. We are aware that poverty and homelessness can happen if you use and abuse drugs. I mean, there's lots of stories of CEOs that will blow thousands to millions of dollars on illegal substances and wind up homeless because they can't afford their drug habit. Okay, that can happen as well. Poor monetary management. Poor monetary management can, can affect your social mobility as well. The challenges is that they cannot provide for their basic needs. They don't have secure access to food. These people don't necessarily know where their next meal is coming from. They don't necessarily know if they'll have a home in a month. Okay? These people do not have access to their basic necessities. And the problem with the lower class is once you're there, boy, can it be hard to get out of. Boy, can it be hard to get out of. Think about it. If you're homeless and somebody needs to send you information for a job or an interview, where do they send that to? You're homeless. You're homeless. Okay? You know, you need, you need access to those resources. You're homeless, and you don't have access to a shower. How do you clean yourself up and shave and make yourself look presentable for a job interview? Because that's a sad reality, too, as we judge based on appearance. Okay? But it's difficult. 
you're not going to be as well-groomed as somebody who's got the comforts of home that they can prepare themselves for a job interview in. So it can be very difficult to kind of rise up out of that lower class thing. If you're a drug addict and that's what's holding you down, you can't afford to go to rehab necessarily. I mean, there's a lot of circumstances that makes lower class very difficult to get out of. Next, we have the working class. Working class, we generally classify as manual or unskilled laborers. Okay, once again, these are people that tend to have jobs that we can teach anybody how to do. You know, we can give you the skills that you need to do those jobs. Um, and so generally, you can, you can train anybody to do these jobs. Um, the problem with manual and unskilled laborers is that they're very replaceable. I mean, I mean, think about it, TP. If you're working at McDonald's, could somebody theoretically replace you? Or are you an invaluable part of the McDonald's corporation? Okay. <laughs> you may think that, but you are probably replaceable. Um, there are a lot of people that possess the skills necessary to work at McDonald's. And so this leads to low income. Think of our functionalist perspective. Think of our functionalist perspective. If it doesn't require equal skills, we don't need to compensate for those skills. So if everybody generally has the skills to work that job, we don't need to compensate it very well. Okay? So therefore, those types of jobs are going to already make a lower income. Irregular employment because you really have no job protection because you can be easily replaced. You can be easily replaced. This is one of the big criticisms of Walmart and the treatment of their employees. So they don't have to treat their employees well because if they don't like it, they can leave because they can find people to work at Walmart. Okay? So irregular employment. Because anybody can really do the job. And then low savings. Because if you have a low income and that income is going to your monthly bills, you don't have a lot left over to tuck away for a rainy day. Social factors. These people suffer from what we call one paycheck syndrome. If they lose one paycheck, they could drop into this lower class. You know, these people are one paycheck away from defaulting on mortgages. They're one paycheck away from not being able to feed their families. That they're, you know, and when we talk about living from paycheck to paycheck, money is so tight that if there is the slightest difference in that paycheck, and this can be a problem with hourly wage workers, they might not be able to pay their bills that month. Okay, which can snowball into consequences that can lead you down into this lower class. Um, the challenges for the working class is they are replaceable. They are replaceable. Like I said, they are not guaranteed that steady income because they can be replaced. And they can barely meet their basic needs. They can do it, but they're constantly worried about how they're going to do it because the slightest change in their income could mean that they won't be able to meet those basic needs. Next, we have the lower middle class. This is steady employment. This is skilled employment. You had to receive some sort of specialized training to do this. And generally, you need skills that the average population does not possess. Does not possess. Generally, people in, in, this, in this lower middle work in the service field. 
work in the service field, whether it's nursing or, or doctors or, well, doctors tend to be more upper middle, but, you know, nursing, CNA, teaching, you know, bankers and, and some of those types of things. They generally possess different levels of skills that set them apart. They generally will make enough to own their own home where they can afford a mortgage. They can afford homeowner's insurance. The social factors that really apply to the lower middle is special training for their job. They need some sort of training above and beyond a high school degree. They need an apprenticeship. They need a technical degree. They need a four-year college degree. There's some additional education that's required for those positions. And then, of course, it can be a challenge to pay for that education, to pay for that education. Um, the challenges for lower middle is retirement and health care. Affording health insurance, affording retirement. Okay? Yes, we have things like Medicaid, Medicare, and Social Security, but those haven't been updated in a while and they don't reflect economic realities of how much those things cost. So most people need to supplement those with other forms of retirement plans and other forms of health insurance, which can be quite costly. Upper middle. These are our professional occupations. They feature lots of stability because, once again, we're setting people apart based on their skills. These are the people that have more skills. Generally, they're in leadership positions like management uh, because they are so good at what they do that they can tell other people what to do and they can teach other people what to do. They make enough money to save and accumulate assets. They can put away a ton of money for a rainy day. They can afford health care. They can afford an IRA. They can afford a boat and an RV and all the fun little toys because they have that disposable income. It's not all going towards monthly bills. Social factors, they typically have higher education levels, four-year college degree, master's degree, doctorates, those types of things, higher education levels. And they're able to provide a very comfortable life for a family, a very comfortable life for a family. Biggest social challenge here is the conflict between career and family. Very often these jobs require long hours, lots of hours away from a family. And so it's you know, tempting to start the family, but they can't always devote the time and resources to it that they want. Last but not least, our upper class. The main feature is power, prestige, and wealth. These are the rich people. These are the famous people. These are the powerful people that you think of when you think of, you know, this would be in pop culture what we refer to as the 1%. You know, you hear the 99% versus the 1% with all the Occupy Wall Street stuff. This is that 1%. Economic factors, whew, they've got a very prestigious job. They're doctors, they're lawyers, they're, you know, um, making a lot of money, and it's that very prestigious job that requires difficult skills that not everybody can do. They have lots of income. They have lots of assets, maybe multiple homes, maybe, you know, fancier cars, or, you know, they've got those assets available to them. Social factors. They might have an inheritance. Okay, really? Paris Hilton doesn't have to work a day in her life because her family, somebody in her family worked really hard a long time ago, built up a hotel empire, and now she's pretty much fantastically wealthy for the rest of her life if she chooses to manage her money correctly. So they may have no need to work because somebody somewhere worked really hard, and now they're really well off. They might do charity work because they have so much money, okay? And the challenges are that they have to be socially responsible. 
Nobody likes the Ebenezer Scrooge, where they're fantastically wealthy but don't share the wealth with those that are less fortunate. And so it looks bad when, you know, these people are fantastically wealthy and they're buying diamond collars for their dogs but then don't donate anything to hurricane relief or, or things like that. So the challenge is to be socially responsible with your money. Okay? So these are our main class structures. I'm going to hold off on the ticket out the door for today. Okay? We'll, we'll, we'll take a closer look at that uh, tomorrow. Actually, no, probably Wednesday. So we'll move our ticket out the door till Wednesday. I forgot tomorrow's short because of WKCEs. So, okay.